0: Welcome wrestling fans to the PW fan. The PW fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans and we appreciate you joining us for episode 19. I'm your host representing the old school wrestling fan and your favorite barber Tim Gilbert and I'm your host the architect of pro wrestling podcast Andy.
1: I'm also your host the no selling wrestling indie fan Jeremy.
0: All right, guys, today we got a great show. We're going to be covering Corey Graves being cleared by WWE to compete, Wardlow versus CM Punk, Lita returning, and more. But just a reminder, like I said last week, we are now doing video. So if you want to watch us on YouTube as well as listen, head on over to our YouTube channel. Uh, all you got to do is search The PW Fan. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel as well. Leave us a review on iTunes and give us that five-star Dave Meltzer rating on Spotify. For merch, go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the pw fan to get your pocket logo shirt. All right, guys. I think we should uh, just jump right into it. Andy, why don't you start us off?
2: All righty. Um, one of the first things you had mentioned that we were going to cover today was uh, Corey Graves is cleared by WWE. Um, now cleared as in I believe it's he's basically off of the no contact list um, I don't think it has anything to do with you know oh now he's gonna be written back on the TV or sent to NXT um, or what I could I could see him being a like a Royal Rumble surprise um, I think that's probably really realistic but my my thoughts on it like like he's He's one of the best uh, commentators they have on these shows. Um, I, yeah. I don't see them wanting to give up that spot, you know, very easily like that. But, um, yeah, what do you guys think about Corey Graves getting cleared?
1: I mean, for me, I think it's, it's really cool to see those people. Like, because I watched him at first in NXT when he was a wrestler. And I thought he was pretty good. Like, his character, like... I don't know how he comes back now from being a commentator and like his commenting character, so to speak, to if he wants to wrestle now. Because I don't, I don't see that as like translating into like a wrestling gimmick at all. I don't know about you guys.
0: I, so Andy keeps saying that I I'm gonna have like this hot take on Corey Graves. My only hot take on Corey Graves is that if you go back and watch his early NXT stuff. It's not like he's like this crazy worker, you know, like who was super over. I think his career got cut short and it's unfortunate, right? So I think it's cool that he's getting another chance to compete and maybe finish out his career the way he wants to. But, I mean, let's not pretend this is like a legend coming back for in-ring action. I mean, it's sad that he got hurt. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, I'm speaking the truth. It sucks that he got hurt, but it's not like, you know, when Edge is kind of – now that Lita's coming back and, like, I'm like – to me, it's not – I'm sorry, like, it's not in the same category and compliment to him because I don't want to just, like, shit on him, the dude. He is, like, the most valuable announcer they have besides Michael Cole. So, you know, is he going to go back to in-ring Action full-time? Is this just going to be an appearance? Is he going to just make a Royal Rumble appearance? Who knows? But you know, I you know, because I said off air that you know I was like, ah, you know, he's okay, and Andy was like, oh, you're gonna have a hot take on the show, and no, it's not a hot take. It's just <laughs> I'm just not thinking. It's like people are making out to be like a huge deal, and I'm like, okay, no, it's cool. But like I just don't, I don't know. It, I don't, I don't even feel like that's being rude. If I'm being honest with you, it's just like I'm happy that he's coming back. It's just, it's he's not like a hall of famer.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't see them really doing too yeah. much wow. with him.
1: But didn't he like, isn't he like not in shape at all?
2: Uh, he might say, not be in mean? ring shape I anymore. Like he stopped
1: working out. Yeah. Cause he's, he, I think he said he stopped working out and doing all this thing. Cause he couldn't wrestle anywhere. So he's like, what's the point? So I'm like, is he even in the sh- ring shape? <laughs> Maybe he's dead bonding
2: it right now. But in ring yeah. shape is different than like physical shape. So, I mean, he could get back to the yeah, in-ring true. shape, but maybe not the physical shape he was Andy, and He was leading uh, want- for the most part.
0: Andy, I was just wondering, and, and Jeremy, may, you can chime in here too. What's your uh, what's your favorite Corey Graves match?
2: Dude, I think I've only ever seen one. It's him versus Seth <laughs> Rollins in NXT. That's all I'm saying, yeah, dude. That's I all can't I'm remember.
0: <laughs> I'm, that's all I'm well, saying. the thing is, I, w- I wasn't
2: watching NXT. I wasn't watching NXT um, at the time he was in it. It was a little bit after that. You said you were at the time, I think.
0: But yeah, yeah because- It was like six years ago? Gosh, maybe even more than that at this point. See, uh, he was in the original incarnation of NXT, I think when Rollins was there still. Adrian Neville, Bo Dallas. Yeah. There was like a whole yeah. early, early NXT. Big E. yeah.
1: He was Biggie Langston then. Yeah, Biggie Langston. Right? Did they, so I, yeah, it was it? And so what? Did Corey? Gra- he
2: Corey G- Graves got like concussions, right? I think that's what I it think was. That yeah, I don't think it was a neck injury. Yeah, I think it was yeah. concussions for Corey Graves. But My we'll just thing have to see where it goes. Um, about the if anything's gonna happen, it'll be the Rumble. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, I was gonna say that. No, what's your what's your take I'm, on the concussions? I, I'm gonna have to look it up. No, I was gonna say I'm gonna look it up. Like, I'm just curious how these guys like Daniel Bryan and stuff. Like, you know, they had these traumatic, not traumatic, because traumatic brain injury is something different. But they had these concussions, and you know, obviously it's pretty serious. But somehow they're able to come back and compete. I'm just wondering, like. Is there a treatment that they're doing? Like, is do they see? They probably see like a specialist of some kind. But like, how? At one point, was it not okay? Is it okay now? Like, did did we find out something in science? I'm just curious. Like, I'm genuinely curious. I mean, it could be something like time and your brain
2: heals. You know, as so many years go by. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, like Daniel yeah, Bryan I mean, so did like every test under the body, sun. Yeah.
1: Right,
2: yeah, I oh, don't know. We're just gonna have to wait and see for the rumble, but you guys want to get into uh Rawl?
1: yeah, sounds good,
2: um, so the show opened up with a segment that I thought was uh really funny, but uh, it was Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley that had an entering segment together um you know, I thought it was gonna be kind of back and forth, but really it ended up being a one sided thing with Brock. All Bobby really ended up saying was that Brock has been ducking him for years, and man, Brock gets on the mic and doesn't—he doesn't need Paul Heyman talk for him. He is just cracking jokes. Uh, he says, "For the last twenty years, uh, he's been winning championships in uh, in this ring and in other rings." He says, "I didn't know who you were until I met you at day one." Brock also says, "It's your fault you didn't climb the ladder of success and enter into the same arena." As I did, because if we had met, I would have beaten you, and you wouldn't be here right now, or and we wouldn't be here right now. Uh, Bobby calls Brock a comedian, and then Brock <laughs> Brock does a knock knock joke, and he goes, "Hey A. <laughs> knock knock." Paul Paul kind of stunned. He's like, "Brock Lesnar's doing a knock knock joke in Philadelphia." I thought I've seen it all. Uh, he says, "Who's there?" He says, "Bobby," <laughs> "Bobby who?" And he says, "Exactly." And then at the end of the promo, (laughs) Brock says it's impossible to be Brock Lesnar, and it's even more impossible when you're a Brock Lesnar wannabe. And then literally does a mic drop and walks out the ring. Um, I thought it was—I mean, I—we've all talked about we all love Brock lately, um, in especially these in-ring, you know, on the mic kind of segments. Uh, I don't—I think the Rumble is only what like maybe two weeks away. I want to say, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting how this match goes. Um, I wonder if it's, 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 I think it's my second favorite pay-per-view WWE wise outside of like WrestleMania, you know, Rumble's always fun, but for these two to get uh, in the ring together for the first time ever, I'm wondering if it's going to be like a, like a quick match or if I actually give them a little bit of time, but I mean, they don't need too much time, but I don't want like a Goldberg Brock match. I know you got like these two huge guys, you know, going at it, but like, you know, Bobby can, Bobby can wrestle. I mean, you know, Brock's capable of having a uh, decently long matches with people that can actually go unless you're throwing a monster at him. But uh, yeah, what you guys think of the segment or the feud or anything that, you know, entails both of them?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see how long this matches too, because I feel like it doesn't It shouldn't be long. Like it shouldn't be more than like 15 minutes, really. At least to me. No, doesn't definitely not.
2: (laughs) Definitely does not need to go more than that.
1: Yeah, because I feel like a lot of Brock's matches uh, are like the stare downs at first, or like the um, they do a big spot and then it's not of like walking around, which isn't it's not a bad thing. It's just like that's his style because he does a lot of explosive moves. Um, But yeah, this segment though was hilarious. Like I was watching it, and I remember you texting us like Brock is hilarious, and I'm like. How? Where? Where has this guy been? Like, I don't know what's happened. Like you said, like would the pandemic make him like funny and like uh, happy he likes people.
2: He likes
0: people now. Like, yeah. Also, that's yeah. What I he read. likes people. I, I, I've been seeing those memes. that's like, what's going on? Brock's happy and likes people. He's like taking selfies with fans and shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that. Like, um, the person was filming it, and he like goes over and takes a selfie. I am like, oh, what? at day one, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait till the match, though. I I think it's gonna be pretty good. Hopefully.
0: How about you, Tim? Um, it's. I mean, honestly, it's pretty cool, uh, just in the fact that. So Brock left in like 2000, late 2003, early 2004, or maybe. Late 2004. I can't really remember at this point. It's almost been 20 years, but. Uh, And then Bobby Lashley came along shortly after. And it was one of those things where in my head, just because of the build, like his, his physical build and how big he was, I was like, oh, this guy kind of reminds me of Brock. And then he also moves really quick. And he is uh, very agile as well. So that always kind of reminded me of Brock. So it's almost reminds me of like almost like a, one of those like fantasy video game matchups where you're like, all right, what if Brock Lesnar came back and fought Bobby Lashley? So, yeah, now that they're in the same place at the same time, I'm surprised it's taken this long to finally do something together. But it's cool.
2: I think as a kid, uh, we even you and me talked about you know this match possibly happening, or wouldn't it be cool you know if it did, kind of thing.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, the same thing when so. you think about Brock versus Goldberg or Brock versus Batista. You know, a lot of the times, unfortunately, two big guys don't deliver, but uh, Bobby and Brock are both very athletic and skilled and talented. So, I mean, if any, if there's going to be two big guys that give you like a incredible athletic match, I think it would be these two guys.
2: I agree. I agree. Um. So yeah, we'll just kind of have to wait. I guess what, like two more weeks, and see see how it goes. But moving on from that, yeah. Um, RK Bro had a match against the Alpha Academy, and they lost on Monday Night Raw. They lost the Raw Tag Team Championships, so your new champions are Chad Gable and Otis. Um, I, I think the story that they've kind of been going with lately with rk bros that riddle kind of just does his own thing doesn't listen to randy you know they I keep making they even made a um i think a shirt that says like listen to randy or something oh wait no they didn't they made a shirt that just says hey randy but now uh like randy Orton had to write on riddle's hand to be like if you need help like tag me in like they've just been going through over and over like to listen to Randy. And I think in this match, you know, Riddle did something foolish and it ended up costing them their titles. So I'm wondering if down the line, like, maybe WrestleMania, do we have, like, you know, does the group split? And we have Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle. I don't know. I could see it happening. But um, I know Tim at least isn't hasn't been high on RK, bro. But <laughs> what do you guys think of, you know, crowning new champs? maybe a feud between Riddle and Randy in the future.
1: I think a feud would be pretty cool to see. Um and I, I kind of like it seems like aswudi is like method of when a tag team breaks up they have to face each other or they have to like break up at least. But yeah, this kind of uh, came out of nowhere. I'm really happy that the Alpha Academy actually won cuz they're actually really good. I like I like them a lot. Um and I yeah, I'm not really that high on um ironically on a Matt Riddle or the RK-Bro uh, team. And just, I don't know, just his character. I'm like, I don't know. just God knows I'm the like,
2: audience loves him, dude. The audience loves RK-Bro.
1: I know. I'm just like, why?
2: <laughs> I'm indifferent about him. It's whatever. How about okay. you, Tim?
1: What do you think, Tim?
0: Um, no, I mean, I think... Th- Sorry, I was just listening. My daughter is just learning it. <laughs> my daughter's just learning to talk and I could hear her outside my door saying my name while my wife puts her to bed, so I just think I just wanted to say goodnight to her on air and hopefully one day when she's old enough she can see uh hear this. But anyway, um no, I think every tag team needs to you know, end at some point. I mean Not necessarily. Like, there are career tag teams, the Road Warriors, the Dudley Boys. They try doing things apart. It just doesn't work. Um, But uh, this started off as a thrown-together team. These guys were both single competitors before the tag team. So it's one of those things where you're like, okay, how long is this going to last for before this goes back to how things were? I just hope that since it would be fun for me, just as a fan... That since the tag team itself was kind of silly, you know, they would joke around with each other and it was kind of happy-go-lucky, like we're buddies kind of thing. If it was a brutal breakup, like whoever – I'm sure it's going to be Randy ends up being the the bad guy because Riddle being a heel, I just – I don't know. I don't see it. But if it was like Randy, like, destroys Riddle and becomes, like, evil again. Like the Festival becomes, like, of the friendship. friendship. And, like, you know, have a be- – yeah, like have it be like a real breakup, you know. Like if it's gonna end, let's you know do it where it go. You go all out, you know. The
2: biggest swerve would be if Riddle's the one that turned on Randy. No one would see that coming. Then that would be weird. Riddle, but I don't know how his his goofy uh, yeah, persona how,
1: would, how would, would fit. Yep. He yeah, su- I don't know. He switched yeah. from uh, he switched
0: from he switched from indica to sativa, and he becomes heel. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that explains it.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like they've they've broken
2: up yet, but I mean, I wouldn't doubt that it's coming later down the road. But speaking of tag teams breaking up, um, afterwards, later in the night, we had Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley in the ring, and Rhea basically tells her um, that ever since you know they lost the rematch for their uh, women's tag team titles, that ria was like you know i'm just gonna kind of go back do my own thing it was supposed to be a fine you know clean breakup in the end nikki ash is the one that attacked ria you know she went from a superhero to a super villain
0: <laughs> um that's kind of what we were talking about though so, uh, i mean know, i that exact swerve
2: yeah exactly like you wouldn't normally picture nikki doing it but uh I mean, look, I never really liked this tag team in the first place, and I never liked the Nikki Ash character. I liked the old Nikki. Um,
1: I never liked it. Yeah.
2: Just I well, there, there, there was the original like crazy Nikki, and then it was just like the same character but not crazy, and then it became like Nikki Ash. I was a big fan of the crazy Nikki from NXT. You know what was the team, name of her group uh, when saw she was her, crazy saw, her saw her live? Actually, one time. Oh God. Um.
0: What was it? They had that weird song. I was shit, like, "Shit, yeah, I can't remember." Oh, 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 I'm trying oh, to. Th- oh. It's like some weird shit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you had uh, you had That's Eric really oh, Eric like Young. Heart, it was Eric Young, her. Yeah. And um, Killing Dane.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, it was like, a bunch and then of, the guy that was you know, also somebody's... in
2: Imperium for a little bit.
0: You know, somebody's listening right now, like yelling at their steering wheel, like, you know, blah. like, <laughs> they know they they know the answer. We don't. I'm sorry. It's been so sanity. long.
2: Sanity. 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 There we go. Yeah. Oh,
0: Someone, you know, there someone's like, up. come on, come on. They were on, big in guys. NXT. But yeah, sanity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. I can't remember everything. Uh, but that yeah, I mean, there is a go by now. <laughs> They were popular. Dude, in NXT it doesn't even feel that long um, ago. And then, it, I think they came out like one or tw- two times on like SmackDown, and just like nothing ever happened with it. So, but um,
1: yeah, Vince didn't get them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't get a lot of things. But that's a topic for <laughs> another day. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see where this this feud goes. Um, I mean, t- personally, I don't want to see Rhea. Feuding with Nikki Ash, but um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what the long-term plan is. Um, I know we don't cover it, but AJ Styles did have his match against Grayson Waller finally on NXT 2.0. Um, it was all right. You know, if AJ can make anyone look really good in the ring, I'm just hoping that AJ's done with NXT, and it was just you know a way to get eyes on the brand. So just stick back with Raw, please. was cool please. for a second, but I'm like... It was fine. All right. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping you just, you know, that was just a one-off, you know, give Grayson Waller other NXT opponents. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of their match, AJ called out his, you said, I got an old buddy, and then it was LA Knight, came back out, which he was feuding with Grayson Waller a little while ago, so I guess this feud isn't over yet, but there's a way to set that up and bring it back, so... Keep AJ on Raw, um, but yeah, you guys want to get into Dynamite now? Let's go! Yeah, sounds good. Alrighty, all right. Dynamite this week opened up with Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Uh, they came out. The Young Bucks came out. Um, they were there was talk on the mic mainly about um, I believe Orange Cassidy and like the best friends because that's who they're feeding with right now. And then out comes Orange Cassidy and the best friends who attack um, the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Adam Cole. Chris Statlander then also comes out to help out. Who comes out to even the score with her? Britt Baker. So they're finally bringing the on-screen or the backstage stuff. Which, they, I mean, they've talked about it on TV, like with the Tony Schiavone-Adam Cole thing with Britt Baker. But she's never, never actually gotten involved with uh, Adam's stuff on TV. So she comes out and starts fighting with Chris Statlander. Um, after, you know, basically beating up the best friends, Adam Cole had, it, it tries to do that thing with the Young Bucks. You know, give him a kiss on the cheek. But Brick Baker comes around and uh, steals the kiss instead. Uh, And, look, this part really showed me that – or not showed me, but, like, this part – put Adam Cole in the spotlight over all the other members. Um, it was kind of like his moment, you know, it was all about him. He was yeah. the one on the mic the most. Um, so I think we're slowly starting to get that star Adam Cole slowly climbing up the AEW uh, ladder, which I'm excited to see. So yeah. What you guys think?
1: This was an awesome opening segment. I mean, the, the Britt Baker and Adam Cole thing, it's like, it just, like, an easy, like, everyone was so, it was so obvious, I should say, um, that when they did it, it was, like, everyone was so excited about it, because it is a perfect pairing. Like, obviously, they're together, but, I mean, like, on screen, it was, like, they're a perfect pairing, is, and she's part of the Elite, I think, I guess now. I, I, um,
2: I guess. I mean, she, it also works, that, I mean, they're both, really like, revealing. heels. It wouldn't work if they both weren't, like, you know, heel characters, but yeah. um, it does. And also, Just I feel like
1: Cody and Brandy to confuse everyone.
2: <laughs> no more. Um, also, though, to point out, I feel like they uh, AEW opens up with an Adam Cole segment or match a lot lately. I don't know if you guys have noticed oh, yeah, that yeah. at all, but it, it, I feel like it's almost every week they open up with something with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and and whatnot. But yeah, For it was sure. a good opening segment, and I I agree with you, Jeremy, about about um, Brit and him. You know, pairing up it's a good the right time to also pair them up how about you Tim
0: um as far as like them bringing the behind the scenes behind the scenes romance on screen I mean look we all know right so and they talk about it on Twitter and they they joke around with Tony Schiavone about it so might as well just put it out there um as far as the segment itself uh I think what it's going to eventually lead to a, some sort of confrontation between... What is their tag team name? Red Dragon?
2: Well, that's Fish and O'Reilly. Yeah. I think them, they might be going by Paragon. Uh, it was mentioned one time. Yes, I don't think but, they've officially given them a group name yet.
0: But I think it's going to end up we, being We, them, we were calling them Undisputed. <laughs> like. Right, right. But I think it's gonna be end up them feuding with the Young Bucks, and then Adam Cole is gonna be put into some kind of like compromised position where he's gonna to have to choose. I mean, come on, right? Like, am I the only one that sees that this is where this is going?
2: I think he's it's gonna happen. They're gonna have a
1: match between
2: when Kenny They're comes back. A match
1: between Red Dragon and then the Young Bucks. So possession of uh, Adam Cole. Yeah, I think they keep Adam it Cole. going. They have him in like the tank above it or whatever. Adam Cole yeah. in a cage match.
0: Adam <laughs> Adam Adam Cole in <laughs> a pole match. Very very re- Vince Russo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: so we'll just have to see where it goes. Um, after that we had uh, a match. It was Wardlow versus CM Punk, which was set up through MGF the week before. Um, during the match, MJF, after many power power bombs have already been done to CM Punk, uh, MJF yells, "I want more!" After the power bombs, you know he doesn't. Yo, want Yo, I called to right this. Uh, there. Yeah, like I don't know, There was an eighth power bomb through the table, uh, <laughs> on the outside. Uh, MJF distracts Wardlow on accident. Um, Punk goes for an inside cradle One, two, three. Winner CM Punk I, Yeah, I think you called that It was just gonna be like a Destroying match
0: No, I meant like You know right, what it's leading Tim? to No, I'm talking about like What it's leading to Oh,
2: okay
0: He's starting to get pissed
2: And what do you Where do you think it's leading to Like the Oh, okay, yeah The um, I think, and we talked about this. I think Wardlow definitely is going to be end up leaving MJF sooner or later. He's going mean, to destroy. Gonna he's going to be probably beat his MJF? breakout moment. Yeah, that's where you need like a festival of friendship kind of breakup. It's just just wreak havoc on that <laughs> that fucking dude. Yeah.
1: Um.
2: After the match, though, MJF. Yeah, he, he yelled at Wardlow. He says you never win the big matches, and he pushes him. Uh, MJF puts his hands on him. Wardlow, grabs MJF's hand, and like pulls it right off of him. Then in comes uh, Sean Spears, tries to calm Wardlow down. So, <laughs> I think yeah, I think that's where we're going, guys. The it's, worst, you know. AEW does finally has some long term storytelling. Oh, don't worry, Tim. Uh, I can mention something later in the show about Sean Spears. <laughs>
0: Let me tell you yeah, something. you're going to be really okay, excited about it. Okay, so yep. Real Conrad, 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 Conrad on his show hates Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Like, that's, no, he doesn't hate him, but that's like his guy that he's like, holy shit, this guy sucks. <laughs> My guy is Sean Spears for whatever reason. He's just become that guy for me. <laughs>
2: um, what do you guys think of the match, though? Just Punk and Wardlow overall. I mean, it's the most Punk's been beaten down really, since since he's came.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like it. That was perfect way to handle Wardlow. Like he was obviously gonna have to take the loss because there was people saying I saw online that like how how does Wardlow not win this? But like like how are you gonna have Punk lose his match just like this? Like or his first match to say? Well, that's that first why I... match when he loses is gonna has to be huge.
2: Well, that's why I, th- I think through the distraction to MJF, you know, they had to yeah. do this way that way, didn't really hurt either guy who won as long as it was and you know, it wasn't one hundred percent clean.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I thought
1: that was good. That's perfectly.
0: I mean, and then here's the thing, right? Like, think about the experience of Punk and all the big guys he's been in the ring with. He's been in the ring with Brock. He's been in with Batista. He's been in with Undertaker. He's been in with Kane, Big Show. He knows how to put a guy that size and that athletic ability over. He's done it with the best of the best. So, if I'm Wardlow, I w- as the opportunity to get in there with Punk, I'm stoked. Wasn't there an old story? He's like, "I want you to make Roman look really, really strong. I want you to make Roman look really, really strong." And he's yeah. like, "Fuck, I know, I heard you." <laughs>
2: So, yeah, he knows knows how to make a big guy look really, really strong, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But after that, we had uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin, who has been, you know, having a feud going on with Team Taz. Uh, It wasn't that long of a match. Winner was Dante Martin in the end. Um, I think it was kind of like a quick win uh, for the last... Couple moves and just kind of came out. I remember watching I was, it to me, it came out of nowhere. It didn't feel like you know that was going to be the end of the match. Um, yeah, it was, I mean,
1: it's uh, kind of like uh the previous match with Punk and Wardlow, but without the star power and wasn't as good.
2: <laughs> so, not like the Punk and Wardlow match at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I mean, it was like a big guy and a smaller guy, yeah, like, type of thing. David and Goliath, yeah, sometimes I like, feel like they don't on, know what to know do,
2: what do what with, means. um. Yeah, easy storytelling. You know, the story writes itself.
0: That's classic wrestling. Uh, after after that match, R A S S L I N that spells wrestling.
2: <laughs> so after that match, we had uh, the inner circle backstage, but without Sammy Guevara, uh, Eddie Kingston uh, interrupts. Uh, He says no one cares about Sammy uh, and that he just wants Daniel Garcia. Um, Santana, because the main event of the show is going to be Daniel Garcia versus Sammy Guevara. And so, you know, Chris is with the inner circle saying he's going to be in Sammy's corner. And then Eddie is saying that he's going to be in Sammy's corner. But right now there's tension going on between Kingston and Jericho. Um, Santana, he also says that, you know, Santana and Ortiz aren't champions because of Jericho. And, you know, Kingston was kind of like, you going with this guy, making it seem like proud and powerful, and need to pick sides. Um, it's also like, do we see, do you guys see a Jericho and Eddie feud in the future? Because I feel like that's the part of this whole back and forth that I'm getting out of it week after week is that there's tension between these two and eventually they're going to come to blows.
1: Yeah, that's, I feel like that's where they're going with it. Like, that's the purpose of it, but... I kind of feel like Jericho, like, not yet, but he's getting close to, like, that go-away heat where, like, he's just, he needs to go on, like, a Fozzie tour and be gone for a couple months and then come back. Dude, like, he was on one, and I mean? then he got
2: hospitalized,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was, like, he he's, like, back, but he has, like, I don't know, not much to do, really. He doesn't really need to be there right now.
2: I think, where did no, we I talk about few I weeks think the show's ago, is doing just you know, fine,
1: but. No,
0: there was a few episodes ago where we were – I think I had mentioned that – I said, where do you guys see Jericho now that, you know, we have all these new people? And then I remember Jeremy saying, well, in the beginning, he was essential, right, because he was like the main guy that he had – that we had. The thing is, though – and here's what's crazy, okay? If you watch – I just watched it the other day, and I was like, I can't believe that this was only, you know – Four years ago, three years ago. If you watch the Kenny versus Jericho match in Japan, the way Jericho moves, I'm like, what happened? Like he aged like ten years in like two years. It's so it's <laughs> ser- it's years. so weird. <laughs> it it it's it's so yeah. weird, man. Like and I know that, you know, once you reach fifty, things happen and it's like I'm not even an athlete, all right? So I'm not gonna talk shit. I'm just saying like <laughs> it's it's very bizarre. So if he was giving these like amazing performances, I think people would be like still excited to see him. It's just like you know, he's doing the bad comedy and the square head thing. It's just uh it for me it's not working.
1: He has yeah, that, come up that part really like ramped it up
0: yeah so i'm like where you know what what do they do look he's collecting money he he probably really honestly at the end of the day at the end of the day he's got his crews he's got his band he can tour with he's always had money from wrestling for the last you know 25 years so it's like you know creatively artistically is he really worried about it i don't know but it does make me you curious. You got to like, think about it for you... a
2: second. He, he, he really doesn't wrestle that many matches a year now. He appears on TV a lot, but actually wrestling, I think he's only wrestling like 10 to 20 matches a year.
0: No, I, if that. Dude, I'm just, I know. It's just when somebody posted, it was something recently. It was like on this date, you know, what was it, like 2017- Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega at, you know, and it was like the time and place and I watched the clips of it and the way Jericho was moving, I was like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand like what in that year or two, like what changed so much? I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Cause I know whenever I see him do a line salt now, I'm like, I'm like, ah, I'm so scared whenever he tries one.
1: Like, yeah.
2: But I wasn't at the time that he wrestled yeah. Kenny Omega, in New Japan. <laughs> but nowadays, I'm just like God. Like, really? maybe it's after seeing that so, dark side the of the one ring. One thing, and just with while... the guy broke his neck. The
0: one, the one thing I do want to <laughs> touch on is just so like people don't get it twisted. Is like, I, I see people all the time being like, Jericho's fat now, and I'm like, okay, well, first of all, he's not fat. The dude still has like a six pack. <laughs> He's 50 years old. Like, what do you want from the guy? Now, there could be listeners thinking, Tim, you're saying that same thing about him moving around. I'm just saying, like, if, if, if honestly, if that's how, like, the human body works, then damn. But I'm just saying it's just shocking to see a guy who moved around a certain way and then a year or two later basically doesn't even move close to that anymore. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know, he should go back to moving around like he's thirty. I'm just saying, like, whoa! If you like, look at how dr- how fast and how drastically it changed. It's shocking.
2: Well, let's move on from the Jericho bashing because <laughs> we just went to a tangent out from the Eddie kicks and stuff. I <laughs> know it's. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after that backstage 5 so,
1: minutes more on how much we hate Jericho. Though. God. Um
2: so after the backstage segment we had MJF comes back out. Um this is already after the Wardlow match. He's on the mic he says CM Punk never or CM Punk ended up getting a victory over a quote unquote oof is what he called Wardlow and he said next week it's going to be CM Punk versus Sean Spears Tim there you get, go, get ready, <laughs> next dynamite.
0: CM <laughs> Punk no, versus the chair main event. <laughs> yeah, who is he friends with? Like, I can, I can put He's it off friends Sean with Spears. somebody. Who are you friends with? I don't know, man.
2: Can, he are came you up and, with
0: Cody.
2: He paired him with Cody right away, and then did that yeah, chair. Yeah, there's shot a reason. The, the head and like that. that
1: this guy. That's where he became how much the chairman. TV
0: time this guy gets yeah, it's sickening. <laughs> um.
1: Here's, here's the second rant.
2: So after after that, we had uh, yeah, rant number two of coming along. Um, <laughs> after that, we had Adam Cole, Red Dragon, and the Young Bucks backstage. Uh, Britt Baker ends up coming up, and they announced for next week. There's a mixed tag match. It's Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. So, um, is this the first? Mixed match, mixed mix tag match on AEW that you guys can think of.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was. I'm curious to see how they do the rules because you know, like some of them do, like if the women women tag in then the guy has to go tag out. Well,
2: it's I wasn't not sh-
1: like everyone can just kind of fight each other.
2: I wasn't sure if like Kip Saban and Penelope Ford had had one before or not. I mean, that's the only like couple that was like I think on she screen
1: just interfered.
2: Okay. Um, so moving on after that, we had a hangman, Adam page, uh, segment comes out and <sighs> Dan Lambert interrupts, <laughs> um,
1: this was this point in like the entire segment after this,
2: I was talking to you, Jeremy, and I thought maybe, you know, yeah. Mox might come back, you know, cause he, he never got to finish the tournament and it's an easy setup for his next challenger, Well, Dan Lambert brings out Lance Archer, who knew that they were doing anything together. Which, you know, welcome back from your injury, but it just like deflated my hopes of what it was going to be. So Lance Archer comes out and attacks Adam Page. So there's your next feud, guys. Adam Page versus Lance Archer.
1: What do you all think? Not excited at all about this.
2: (laughs) Just get it over
0: with.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Just hopefully they find him someone else before the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, again, am not excited about this. Uh, I don't want anybody to think that we're like... I love AEW. I, I've loved WWE my whole life. I'll call it like I see it. If the, if AEW does something, that I'm like, eh. I'm going to call it like it is. Don't really care about this. Again, like Andy said, welcome back from your injury. Feels like they couldn't figure out how to reintroduce him. Stick him with... Uh, this guy because he's got Lambert. some heat i don't know it just feels it the feels thrown together
2: uh well after that we had a backstage segment with arn anderson lee moriarty and brock anderson uh Tolly and ftr uh interrupt the interview and they schedule a match for next week brock anderson and lee moriarty versus ftr after that, we had a video package for Jade Cargill, and then um, we had a because obviously Jade Cargill is the new TBS champion. Um, after that, we had I don't know, like the fifth or sixth match of their feud, Serena Deeb versus It Was the fourth one? <laughs> fourth feels like fucking ten, dude. Serena Deeb versus Akarashida. <laughs> Uh, winner was Serena Deeb due to stoppage during a submission. Uh, and then uh, Serena attacked afterwards. But I just read today Hikaru Shida's back in Japan. I don't know if she's going to be over there for a little bit, but maybe the attack was a way to get her off of television for a little bit while she was over there, and then they'll bring her back for match number five. So... um. <laughs> Then we had a backstage segment. It was Jurassic Express and Christian Cage, uh, John Silver, aka Johnny Hungy, uh, and Alex Reynolds come up. Um, and they schedule a match, I believe, for for Dynamite. Come up, right? Or no, Rampage. Sorry, they schedule a match against um yeah. for the for the tag team championships. Actually, for Rampage. So that's supposed to be the main event for the Rampage this week. Um, then we have we have a match with Penta, and I don't know why. Sorry, guys. I didn't write down who he who he wrestled, but the winner in the end was Penta, and at, afterwards he calls out Malachi Black, and Malachi Black um, attacks. Uh, Varsity Blondes come out, and they attack. And then uh, after just kind of being stomped down by them, Black is just laughing at them. He's on the ground on like one knee and he's looking up at them and he's laughing. Lights go out. And out or appearing in the ring is Brody King from ROH, who is also um, tag team champions with uh, Black in PWG. They're known as the Kings of the Black Throne, I believe. So it looks like Birdie King is now all elite and part of uh, House of Black, which I'm... I think you had been kind of thinking that he was going to come to the company, Jeremy. Uh, what do you all think? I never really watched his stuff. I know he was part of a, a three-man team with Marty Skrull and um, what was it like POC? I think was his name.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In ROH. But yeah, how do you feel about Birdie King? Are you excited for him?
1: Yeah, I think this is great for uh, Malachi Black, too, um, just because those two look like they should be paired together, and also their styles are go, go really well. Like, uh, I've seen them tag a few times, and I've really enjoyed their matches, but uh, I thought the in- interesting thing before that, when he, before he debuted, was, um, I forget her name, like, I don't remember any of the Varsity Blondes' names, other than... Um, Pillman Jr. I can't remember anyone's, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I forgot yeah, the I other forget. week,
2: and then we remembered it. Um, yeah, and now we're um, forgetting again. I can't, I can't remember. Her, I think uh, the girl's, the girl's Hart. Julia Hart. Julia Hart, I think, is her name.
1: Julia Hart. That's what it is. Yes, yeah, Julia Hart. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. But other blonde saying, guy. She was yelling at them. <laughs> yeah. She was saying like, uh, "I think he's had enough." Like, uh, you know, stopping them from beating up Malachi Black. So I'm kind of wondering, like, if she might turn eventually and go into the House of Black you know cuz he put the miss so apparently the miss is supposed to do something. I don't know it's done nothing to others but it's doing something to her. Mm. How about you, Tim? Um I like it. Uh I think it's a good refresher
0: for Malachi. I thought about Andy. Um you know, long story short, again, we're 20 episode, we're about to be 20 episodes in. This is episode 19. If everybody doesn't know, Andy and I are brothers. Uh I see him quite often. He lives in a different state, but somehow we still see each other pretty often. Uh, so he was just actually over last night, and we were talking about this, and I said, I don't know. I don't know how, how I feel about them making Malachi tag guy because, notoriously, in the past on the show, I didn't like when he's been paired up. But the longer I've kind of sat and thought about it uh, and when I was preparing notes for the show today, I think that it's a good thing. Uh You know, Malachi talks about the house of black, and you know the you know his fans are the house of black. But that also should be. It sounds like he's talking about something more. So, if you're gonna add in a new, uh, I don't want to say character, but a new person into this, this group, like this is the best fit. And if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you know, like Jeremy knows, and uh, you know, I'm not. I used to watch old Ring of Honor and stuff, but I'm not super into indie wrestling. I'm going to be like fully transparent here on the show. Jeremy's a lot more educated on on it than I am. So, uh, you know, if you're super into that world, you know that there's a history there. So that's a cool, um, what do they call that, Easter egg for people who have been following their careers for a long time. Overall, though, I think it's new, it's different, it's exciting. Hopefully it gives Malachi a little bit of uh, just something to get people more re-engaged again. Because, again, it felt weird for there. For a second, he was paired up with Andrade, and he was kind of floating around. He beat up Cody Rhodes a bunch of times. So this is good. I think this is good.
2: Alrighty. Um, After that, we had Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, and Layla Hirsch backstage having having an interview <laughs> sorry <laughs> we always end on, on you tim so it's just like yeah you know it's all good
0: i always i, call, I always, always leave with the hot take and then there's like the all right so anyways all righty all
2: right moving on <laughs> so yeah chris Adelander, red velvet and layla hirsch uh have an interview they're talking about their upcoming trios tag match uh this coming rampage after that, we had a match with the Acclaimed against Bear Country. Your winners were the Acclaimed. But afterwards, Sting comes out, and then Darby Allin comes out and surprise attacks uh, Max Caster in the ring. Um, so Darby and Sting are now feuding with the Acclaim, which I actually don't hate. I know I've, I've said before like I don't really like the Acclaim, but... I. You look at someone like Darby, and you look at like someone like the like the members of the Acclaim, and they are complete opposite character-wise. Like, you know, one's like basically like an in-ring rap group kind of. Then you have like dark, broody like Sting and like Darby Allen. It's just it's complete opposite. But uh, yeah, so that yeah. you know they're kind of feuding.
1: I'm, um, I'm liking the Acclaim more and more. Actually, like the more they're on TV, I'm like I actually like these guys.
2: I know they're starting to grow on me too, and I I just do, like. Do you, Talked bad about them last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Did you see um their music video? Is that on Rampage? That's on this. That, on, was that, that was on, on
2: Rampage this week. Yeah. They had a music video. Okay. With uh, yeah. they're dressed up as like Sting and uh, Darby Allen. Yeah.
1: That was kind of funny. I
2: thought. Um, speaking of the Mist, though, changing people, we had a like a video message from Pack. Um, I guess all the way over in the UK. I'm sure because Of the pandemic, that's why he hasn't been on TV, kind of like what happened to him before. Um, but he has a bandage over both eyes, you know, saying that, like, you know, he's he, he's basically blinded now. And I don't know, it was like dark and like a dark, twisted like video about like he doesn't need his vision, he can see everything clearly now, kind of thing. But that's all because of the I don't know, Malachi Black, I guess, changed him in some way with the mist. I didn't know he got both eyes, I know he was wearing an eye patch for a little bit. Maybe yeah. he got the other eye, and now he's blinded in both eyes. But yeah,
1: you know what's funny though is, so all these people who've gotten the mist have like had eye patches or something, like, right? Cody got it well, like twice. He's fine. Keeps going.
2: He's just like, you have nothing to see here, guys. I,
1: do, you remember, do you remember? Do you remember there was like a string of just <laughs> it stupid they decided?
0: Do you remember there was just like a string of stupid eye shit that happened for a while? Like Rey Mysterio's eyeball came out. And then they did an Those eye, in WWE, eye
2: yeah. thing on the eight.
0: Then they did yeah, the Malachi. It's just like it's, ugh. Stop. Stop.
2: Keep it going, guys. Keep going with the eye stuff. Don't, <laughs> Terrible. don't do the eyes anymore. Um, afterwards, though, we had Matt Hardy uh, backstage, and Andrade comes up and interrupts. And, you know, I think he's pretty much talking about, you know, he has like a money deal that he wants to talk with Matt about because um, big money Matt, you know, loves money. So um, and that led us to our main event, which was Sammy Guevara, who's the interim champion, TNT champion against Daniel Garcia. Match was actually pretty good. I thought uh, your winner was Sammy Gar- Guevara, though, uh, and afterwards, 2.0 attacked and then. Uh, you know, Jericho and Eddie Kingston get involved, but there's tension between Jericho and Eddie. Um, and then that's how the show went off the air. Yeah, what you guys think of, you know, this match? I don't know when Cody's coming back. I don't think they've said it, but for now, Sammy is the interim champion. And it's going to continue defending, I guess. Till yeah, I think
1: they they announced, yeah, they, they announced that uh, I think Cody's coming back next week.
2: Is he? Okay.
1: I think because he had... Yeah, I think he tested positive for COVID, so I think okay. he's, like, negative now. Okay. But, yeah, this, I mean, it still feels like a kind of filler for Sammy, Sammy right now. Yeah. Just all the stuff he's been doing. Like, he's like this match was pretty good, but it wasn't, like, the main point of the main event. It was, mm-hmm. like, Eddie and Jericho stuff at the end. Yeah. So I just kind of wish that they would push Sammy a little more into that focus.
2: Yeah, the, the spotlight kind of went off of Sammy after that win and went on to
0: Jericho and Eddie. Yeah. Sammy Guevara Um I think that it's good. No, like Sammy needed this because when he lost that title, I was very surprised that they took it off him that soon. Um. Look, I don't like not like Cody. That was a, that was a lot of likes in one sentence. It's not that I don't like him. Um, it's just it, I I was I just didn't think it was time. I think I even He's white on bread, the show, dude. I He's white bread. He's like Superman, you know. Like that's for some people. You like Superman? That's cool. But I'm a Batman guy, okay? And I want a little edge. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, no, I think Sammy having another opportunity to get some spotlight back on him is is good, and he's awesome. I mean, I don't think he should have been taken out of the picture so quickly, to be honest with you. Um, that wrapped up Dynamite.
2: There's a couple of things to talk about uh, from SmackDown this week, though, if you guys want to get into it. Me and Tim actually watched this together, and unfortunately there was a, a lot that – could have been skipped, especially that Sami Zayn segment. But we don't have to talk about it. Uh, instead, we will talk about uh Lita returned to SmackDown for the first time I think they said in like twenty years. She was like pretty much always raw towards really? the end of her career. But like for a little bit, yeah. I mean it was at least like twenty years tops, but it was like somewhere close to it. Um she came out of the ring. Said, you know, she might have one run left in her. So that's why she, she's talking about the Rumble, hyping it up. And out comes Charlotte Flair. Charlotte and her kind of get into it. Charlotte talks about how she retired her her friend Trish Stratus in, uh, at SummerSlam in 2019. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of curious where this goes. Because even if, like, Lita doesn't win the Rumble, which I don't know if i want that to happen uh it's almost like they're building for like a charlotte and lita match though at like a mania or something um so i'm curious i'm curious your guys thoughts you know it was it was good to see her back on on tv i've always liked lita um i'm pretty sure tim has always too and it'll be interesting because you know she's popped in and out for like the evolution pay-per-view or like the rumble before but she's never like had a f- another run like trish did at least like that goes to a pay-per-view of a one-on-one match um yeah how do you guys feel if like charlotte were to say retire lita like she did with trish or re-retire
1: That sounds that sounds pretty cool to me like it's always cool to see lita back kind of you can see the difference of like the level like her and trish were at for uh wrestlers compared to everyone now like on the show especially um that's just not not even like in the female rosters like in the male roster as well but yeah lita and Charlotte, i think that we hopefully like Lita like um can still go because i know when people like those legends come back it's like usually they're not the same always but she seems like she can always still go um but yeah charlotte retiring her seems like it'd be a good fit because charlotte's just that type of heel too
0: yeah, um I I hope that she can still go as well. I was thinking about it. I told Andy I think that she's gonna Lita's gonna win the, the women's rumble and this is gonna, you know, be a one is of the main pick? events of WrestleMania. Okay. That's my pick. Edge
2: last year. Her this year. Next year live sex celebration too. <laughs> This time, Beth gets involved. Terrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awful.
2: Um, (laughs) Sorry, guys. Good lord. Good lord. So, so... (laughs)
0: It's getting dark here.
2: Um, So, the the main event, though, of... (laughs) How do you segue off of that? Um... The main event of SmackDown was an in ring segment with Roman Reigns and and Seth Rollins. I'm actually really excited for this match. I was talking to him about it last night while we were watching it. I think Seth is gonna we talked about it last week. I think Seth is gonna win the match, maybe not cleanly, maybe some distraction or something, but to get the belt off of Roman so that Roman can go feud with Brock at Mania and then, you know, get the belt back again probably. Um Speaking of Roman, Roman, I think, today uh, is now officially the longest reigning universal champion, surpassing Brock before, I think they said, 504 days. God, it's been a long time. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. But, yeah, so this segment with Roman and Seth, uh, Seth, in a way, kind of belittled Roman and said that, you know, Roman was nothing without him you know, being in the Shield and Rollins take him under his wing. You know, Rollins basically saying that he was doing this for a while and all Roman had before this was uh, the CFL. Um, And in a way, I think Roman kind of cowered a little bit to him, but then he also did not saying that, you know, basically he's a different Roman than, you know, he was back then. But Seth did bring up that... In there, one. I'm in God, God mode now, matches. son.
0: I'm in God mode. That's right. He did that's right. He did say he's in God mode.
2: God. God that he said <laughs> he's in God mode. Um But Rollins brought up that he's he's won every singles match that they've had against each other. So how do you guys feel about this feud where it's headed? Um who do you think's gonna win? Do you guys really think Seth will win like I do or?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, because ca- you talked about that last week, and that makes perfect sense, because I think they really do want to do Roman and Brock still at, at Mania, or, yeah, at Mania, probably. Um, but yeah, I feel like Roman and Seth are just kind of similar to, like, Punk and Brian Danielson, as in, you can always put them together, and they're going to do great. They're going to have amazing matches. Um, and then you try to keep them away from each other as long as possible, then. But so this is going to be, you know, Probably a five-star match, I'm guessing, uh, from how they usually are. But, yeah, it's kind of cool to see them back together, too.
0: I'm super excited. Yeah, these two guys are great. I like to call them the long, black, wet hair club. Because uh, every time they're in the ring together, I'm like, man, these <laughs> guys like are weirdly similar. But, uh, no, it's awesome. Like Jeremy said, this is a great pairing. They always deliver. I can see why they go to it. Uh, Andy, I can see what you mean about Seth winning. I just don't know, man. I'm just like it, Roman's I'm not saying it's going to be clean. No, but listen <laughs> to me. To me, the better story is you have the two guys go to Mania, and then you re- reunite the titles into one important championship, and stop all of this silliness but that's not going to be what happens but and what me, they that's the they, story. they
2: bring them together and then in 5 years they separate them again
0: whatever until Vince gets bored again but i'm just saying putting in <laughs> importance on the title
2: <laughs> i agree i agree um so yeah again, like like we said though, we'll just with the Brock and Lashley stuff, we're just gonna have to wait what two more weeks from today, I think um yeah. figure out figure out what happens um mm-hmm. wrapping this up though, there's just a few stuff I want to talk about from rampage. one was the opening contest, it was Adam Cole versus Trent Beretta, or as I like to say the the better wrestler of the best friends um <laughs> it, it was a good match. Uh, you had Chris Statlander on the outside. You also had Britt Baker on the outside. Uh, in the end, the winner was Adam Cole. What do you think of the match, Jeremy?
1: Yeah, it was cool to see Trent wrestle again. Like you forget that he he has the best one out of, out of the best friends. <laughs> yeah, uh, just because, like, I mean, other than Orange Cassidy, but yeah, uh, you know, like Trent and the shape that he's in now. It's like he, before he got injured, he was kind of like that more like a bigger build. And now he's like that lean. Like it seems like he can go like a, an hour long match easily right now. Yep. But and all and it's kind of cool to get him Adam Cole to focus now too. Like you said before, There's kind of continuing that into Rampage.
2: Um, but the final thing I wanted to talk about, unless you got to take Tim.
0: No, nah, I'm good. You keep going.
2: So. <laughs> Towards the end of the show, um, I don't believe it was the very end of the show, but <laughs> but uh, Ricky Starks is on the commentators, uh at the commentator's desk and is talking about how uh, Jay Lethal, you know, during Dynamite at the end of the Dante Martin powerhouse Hobbs match, um, helped Dante get away. Uh, Ricky Starks, you know, basically talking about he doesn't know why Jay Lethal is getting involved. So then Jay Lethal comes out. And talks to Ricky Starks uh, face-to-face at the desk. Uh, it says, you know, it doesn't really have that many contenders for that FTW title. Maybe it's because AEW doesn't even recognize it as an official title. Uh, which, that fires up Ricky Starks. But Jay Lethal says he wants a crack at him. So, it uh, looks like we're getting Jay Lethal versus Ricky Starks for the FTW um, Championship. I mean, it's about time they did something with Jay Lethal since getting there. I feel like he hasn't done anything.
0: I literally since, was thinking uh, that yeah. the last exact paper review, but... sentence.
2: So I don't care if it's for the FTW title and he wins it or something. It's just like, just do something, dude. You're wasting Jay Lethal. He's doing something. Yeah, yeah how do you guys feel no. about this? Yeah, that's well, kind, is of that... the
1: kind of thing with AEW is like with AEW um, with having that large roster, like. It's kind of cool they like, can in interchange things like that, like have Jay Lethal come out, and you're like, oh, he's fresh because you haven't seen him in a while. But then it's also like, well, you just signed him, and now you're not doing anything with him for like a whole month, basically. So yeah, kind of like, like a- you know the pros and cons of having a big roster.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm glad Any that they're finally tip? doing some.
1: No, I'm glad that they're
0: finally doing something with him. And like you were saying, it's about time I was literally thinking that exact same thing. Um, you know, he had that big introduction, and then you didn't really hear anything from him. Um, but what do you think, Andy? Does that about wrap it up for a week, the week, or do you have anything else that you want to cover?
2: Um, I think that just about wraps it up, based on what well, I got off of my notes.
0: Well, before we head out tonight, I wanted to say a couple things. Um, Number one is this is episode 19, and next week is episode 20. Uh, before we got to episode 20, we ended up being able to start doing some videos, so I'm grateful for that. And I just wanted to say that I'm really grateful for Andy and Jeremy both. Uh, this was an idea that uh, Jeremy and I basically came up with while he was getting his hair cut one time, and uh, the fact that next week will be 20 episodes is pretty crazy to me. And the fact that there's... Uh, a solid group of people excuse me there's a solid there's a solid group of people who listen every week means a lot and uh, I'm just glad that we can continue to do this every week and uh, I just wanted to thank both of you on air because it means a lot to me Uh, so I wanted to thank you guys both but no problem man yeah, I I have the best time doing this week. Uh and I've learned a lot, you know, there's a lot of podcasts that I love, the Joe Budden podcast, Adam 22, No Jumper. I love uh Ethan from H3. I love all the wrestling podcasts, Conrad, Corny, all those guys. They're all inspirations. And uh the fact that we are able to be creative together in a space like this is awesome and i would not want to do it with anybody else but you two guys so uh with that being said you know if you can follow us on twitter and instagram at the pw fan uh that would be amazing follow andy's Funko pop collection at the 410 fan bros on instagram thanks for getting thanks again for listening and join us next week where we talk all things wrestling on the pw fan